Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning we're going to be looking at, of course, the Christmas story. It's Christmas time and it is exciting to look at that, but we're going to be looking specifically at a Christmas prophecy. And we're going to spend the next few days looking at this Christmas prophecy, uh, this passage, of course, that is uh, looking forward to the coming Savior. We look backwards to the Savior who already came and look forward to him coming again. But this one was looking forward to him coming, and it is found in Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. And I think it's a a, a good uh, transition. We're going to look at a few uh, Christmas prophecies here, and it's a good transition between uh, Christ the Christmas King and looking at Christmas prophecies, uh, which of course Christ the Christmas King is what we just got done looking at because this has a lot to do with the kingship of Christ. And it's Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7, and it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. And upon the throne of his father David and over his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Well, this morning we're going to be focusing in here on verse 6 where it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. And then uh, tomorrow we're going to be focusing in on the name there of this child. But of course, the child that was to be born, that it was looking forward to being born, was Jesus Christ. That's who it was. The child who would, would be born, the child who would be given, the, the one, the son who would be given. And then it says this interesting thing here. It says, the government shall be upon his shoulder. The government shall be upon his shoulder. Now, the word government here in the Hebrew is the word misra, and it means government, empire, the extent of rulership or dominion, and it's referring to the authority and the rule of Jesus Christ. That's what it's referring to. See, at Christmas, we celebrate Jesus who is born as a king, and as he was born a king, he was born with authority to rule. And of course, this prophecy was looking forward to this king who would be born, and he would be born with this authority. There was never a time when Jesus did not have this authority when he was on this earth. You know, there's sometimes people want to go and to look out and just say, look, Jesus is coming back. He comes back as a king. But, you know, he really wasn't a king while he was here. That wasn't what he was about. He wasn't a king. Well, he was a king. And there's a prophecy right here of the kingship of Jesus Christ. Now, we're going to look at the king, uh, at his kingdom here uh, in the, the, the coming days. Uh, but I want us to realize that the child whose birth we celebrate on Christmas Day had authority to rule before his birth, continues to have authority, and he will have authority in the future. Past, present, and future, Jesus has authority to rule. He is the rightful owner of that dominion. He is the rightful owner of that kingship. He has always been king. There was never a time when the king was not. But it says something interesting here. The government, the government will be upon his shoulder, will be upon his shoulder. And this simply means that the authority to rule is on his shoulder. 
and that he possesses the authority to rule. And we can see this play out in two significant ways. The first one is that all earthly authority is delegated from God. Therefore, all earthly authority is responsible to obey God's laws. And this is how the government is upon his shoulder today. You know, there's not a government that exists today that does not have the responsibility to obey Jesus Christ. And this was prophesied of, that there would be a king who would be born who would rightly possess this authority, and the government would be upon his shoulder. This is a major part of Christmas. This is a major part of Christmas. This is, this is something that we need to remember when it comes to Christmas, is that it is a declaration to our government officials. When we go and we celebrate Christmas, when we celebrate the birth of Christ, we're looking at every ruler, every lawmaker, every judge, every executive, every governor, every president, every legislator. It doesn't matter who they are. We are looking at them and we're making a declaration that there is a king whom their authority comes from from, and therefore they have the responsibility, because it's delegated to them, they have the responsibility to obey the authority that is over them, and his name is Jesus Christ. He was a king who was born in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago. He was laid in a manger, and though he came in the most humblest of ways, he is the king of kings, he is the Lord of lords, he is above every lawmaker that has ever existed, every judge that has ever existed, and every executive that has ever walked the face of this earth. See, all earthly authority is delegated from God, and therefore all earthly authority is responsible to obey God's laws. And because Jesus, he is the God of reality, his laws line up with reality. They work they work. You know, you don't have to worry about getting some goofy law that lets men play women's sports when it comes to Jesus Christ. The, the, the law of God, it, it says, look, men are over here, women are over here. It, it goes and it distinguishes between these two, and there's not any of the other 732 genders. And this is because God, who created the laws of nature, the laws of nature and nature's God is what our founding fathers said, that God is the same God who gives us our moral laws. And these laws of nature and these moral laws, they do not contradict, but rather they complement one another. They affirm one another. And we go and we see his laws work and they line up with reality because he is the God of reality. They actually do work. And when people make laws, they go against God's laws or they ignore God's laws. Their societies are hurt and they will eventually fail if they do not correct this course. And of course, we in the nation that we're in, in the United States, I love the United States, but we're in a desperate place where we need to correct the laws of our nation in order to line up with the laws of God, or we're in great peril of losing our nation and seeing our nation and our society be destroyed. See, here are some quotes to chew on. William Pitt said, Right is right, even if everyone is against it. And wrong is wrong, even if everyone 
is for it. Sir William Blackstone said this, Upon these two foundations, the law of nature and the law of revelation depend all human laws. That is to say, no human law should be suffered to contradict these. Blackstone further said, The doctrines thus delivered we call the revealed or divine law, and they are to be found only in the Holy Scriptures. With those two quotes, what do we see with Sir William Blackstone? He is saying that every law that man makes should line up with Scripture. Reverend Jonathan Mayhew, a pastor in the uh, just before the Revolutionary War in the, the mid-18th uh, century, he went and he said, The king is as much bound by his oath not to infringe the legal rights of the people as the people are bound to yield subjection to him from whence it follows, that as soon as the prince sets himself above the law, he loses the king to the tyrant, and he does to all intents and purposes un-king himself. See, what is he saying? He's saying when the king, when the, the civil authority sets itself against the law, specifically the law of God, he does un-king himself. He does make his authority illegitimate. That's what he's saying. Every authority has the responsibility, every civil authority especially, has the responsibility to submit to Jesus Christ, or as Psalm 2 puts it, to kiss the Son. See, even when Christ was a baby, the government was upon his shoulder because he is God and because he is the highest authority. Now, the second way that we see the government upon his shoulder is that he will one day judge the governments and the rulers of this earth. Even as a baby, the government was upon his shoulder in this way. He was the one who would judge everyone. You know when people go and say, oh, you can't judge me, only God can judge me. Well, Jesus is God, and he will one day judge every civil ruler, one day judge every lawmaker, one day judge every nation. You know, Herod was right to be afraid of the kingship of Christ, but not because Christ was gunning for his throne. Herod should have been afraid because Christ is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You know, we say that phrase a lot, but what in the world does it really mean? It means that Christ's law is above all earthly laws. It means that one day Christ will reign supreme on the earth and all men will be judged by him. No matter how great their kingdom was, it pales in comparison to Christ. The government was upon his shoulder when he was born as a baby, when Mary picked him up and held him in her arms. And he is still king today. And he will be in the future. He is the rightful judge. He is the highest authority. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. That is who Jesus Christ is, and that is who was being prophesied of in Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7, of the king who would be born, the king who would come, and he was born, and he did come, and he is coming again. And so today, 
I just want to remind us here that it was prophesied that Jesus would come. He would come as king. Tomorrow we're going to be looking at the names that were given to him here in this passage. But I want us to remember this because it should impact our our civil engagement. Our civil engagement. You know, the message that we have in our civil engagement shouldn't be, hey, I am committed to a party no matter what. It should be that no matter what party we stand before, we look them in the eyes and we say, you have a responsibility to bow before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords because he is the one who will one day judge you. He is the one who will one day judge our nation and he is currently judging our nation. And so our laws must reflect his laws. That is the message that we must have for every king, for every civil authority, for everyone who would make any law. Well, thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8, 9, as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. That you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make you a prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go.